Hello there, romance nerds. Jen and I are still down to one microphone, so we apologize for this. It will yeah, be fixed by next weird. month's episode. It's a little better, but now yeah. it probably sounds weird. Yeah. Oh, well. This is, it gonna, is what it is. Yeah. This is going to be a different mini-sode as it is anyways. I just want to have a quick discussion about something that I, as a librarian and a person who reads fantasy, have noticed, um, especially browsing through bookshelves and indie pub lists and all that sort of good stuff. When you are looking for fantasy... It can be really hard until maybe recent years, like the last two years or so, to find adult shelved fantasy written by women. Mm -hmm. And that is not to say it is not written as women, but that it is shelved as adult fantasy. Right. So a really great example of this and one that I was coming across was Sarah J Moss. Yeah. So Sarah J Moss, who you all know I stan, I know some people love her, some people hate her, whatever. It's your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Every book a reader, every reader their book. Haha, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, she came out first with her Throne of Glass series, yeah. and that was thoroughly a That's YA series. Definitely for teenagers. The heroine, yeah. yeah. Like she even said herself, the author said herself, like, this is written for teenagers. I mean, she wrote it when she was a teenager. Yeah, she, she wrote it when she was 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she came out with A Court of Thorns and Roses and it was automatically shelved as YA Mm -hmm. as well because her first book was YA. But the problem with that is it has graphic sex in it. And especially as you get further in the series, the characters are also older. They're in their 20s towards the middle of the series and the sex gets more graphic as you go along, especially A Court of Silver Flames, which is the most recent book to come out. Um, But for some reason, a lot of libraries, a lot of um, bookstores will still shelve this as YA. Which is just such a bad idea because it's got, I mean, on top of like the indignity of, you know, she's trying to write to adults. She's wanting to do an adult audience. It has these real world consequences. That was one of the books that a Virginia, uh, he was, he wanted to be in Congress. He did not make it to Congress, but a Republican did try to sue Barnes and Noble not to sell genderqueer and... A Court of Thorns and Roses. A Court of and Roses. Well, technically it was the second one, the second math. One, but they didn't want that book sold because of the graphic sex scenes and because it had got lumped into this YA. Yeah. Like, he was able to do this overall, like, it's harming the children! Think of the children! This isn't YA! How dare these groomers! And Like, it, it ends up being brought up in book-banning conversations when it does not belong there because it's not for teens. Right. And again, this isn't, well, I haven't said again, but to say this isn't for censoring. We're not for censoring what your (laughs) child reads. Libraries are against censorship. Yeah, I'm not the parent. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, it is for the child and Mm -hmm. the parents or the adult in the situation to figure out, like, what is appropriate Mm -hmm. for that child to read. It would be um, very ironic and a little bit hypocritical coming from Jen and I since we both started reading romance at 12 years old. Yeah, but still, it's like I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I knew this was not meant for YA. Yes. I knew, like, this did not have the label. It was not even... They were, like, they were characters with full-time jobs. Like, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know? But I think because Sarah J. Moss started with that YA, people just kind of naturally assumed, oh, this yeah. must be in the same realm. And unfortunately, like, we do read reviews and we do check up on the books we buy, but we, we, don't, we just don't have the time to read every single book right. in the world that we order. So I could see a bunch of people just, like automatically automatically yeah yeah um for that specific particular one we yeah. don't have an excuse for yeah. some of the other ones yeah. we picked yeah but i mean this has also happened to other authors not just sarah j moss i know some sarah j moss haters are probably rolling their eyes right now but like uh rebecca roanhorse with trail of lightning oh that, yeah that character is in her late 20s uh, that one i can't believe because i that book came out when i was a teen librarian and I saw it all over the teen librarian yeah. site because i think we're so desperate for native american yes. representation so like 
I think a lot of the teen librarians I used to follow just grabbed onto it. It's like, yeah. oh, thank God, I can finally buy this. Yeah. To, like, fill some requirements that I have. Um, and it was not teen. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, I never read it. And now when we have so many indie pub, especially indie fantasy and indie mm. fae romance that's coming out, these are a lot mostly spicy books. Yeah. Um, but for some reason libraries and bookstores are still shelving them in the YA section. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying this is all across the board. It's like every library, but Noble is doing this. It's no, a lot. I it mean, is. It's, it's the, I would say it's the bulk, honestly. I do, I do agree with you that there seems to be some kind of attitude towards women writing fantasy that, oh, and it's sci-fi. the YA and sci-fi too. Yeah. That it just doesn't seem to happen with male. And to be fair, I don't know if there's as many male fantasy authors anymore. There are. They just tend to fall into, like, the political intrigue. Okay. And, like, high fantasy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting mm-hmm. It's an interesting area. Um, I'm going to link two articles in the show notes that I made Jen read. I'm going to make you guys read, too. And then also, as one final note, I almost wonder if a lot of this is left over. And the fantasy episode, the Fae episode that just came out this past week, we talked about um, the Victorians and Arthur Rackham yeah. and how they were partially responsible for fairies getting shelved mm-hmm. as YA I and think, children's literature. I think so much of fantasy is seen as like a children's. Yeah. Like especially with Disney. Which is crazy because it's mm-hmm. not. But mm-hmm. a lot of, I don't know. It, it can be written for any range of people, any range of readers. Um, but it was just an interesting little note I wanted to make you guys aware of and to have you look at. I feel like the only fantasy people take seriously is Lord of the Rings. Really. And The Witcher. I, do they take it seriously, or is there just enough fanboys? Well, that's a good. That's actually an excellent point. Yeah, good call. That's true. I mean, I am a fan. I'm a fanboy for what? The Witcher. <laughs> so, so, and then with The Witcher, it, did the video game come out first no, or the books? The books. Okay. The books were published, and then the video game was made, and okay. then and then the TV show. Yeah, and then Henry Cavill like championed yeah. the TV show getting made. Okay. So and now he got taken off of it because it just it does feel like there there's like a weird like Lord of the Rings is the absolute pinnacle of fantasy. And then everything else either falls short or it's like they're trying to be Lord of the Rings. It's almost like there were fantasy books, obviously, before Tolkien, especially fantasy books written Mm -hmm. by men and women. But it was almost kind of like when Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit came out, everybody's like, oh, this is what adult fantasy can look like. And it's written by a man. I wonder, too, if it's because it was inspired by his experiences with with the war. So it was like, oh, we've got this serious thing we can attach it to. Like, he's not really talking about elves. No. He's not really talking about this this dragon fight. It's it's metaphor for like the kind of battles he yeah. went through. It's like yeah. people can make it more serious. And then there's just girls writing about fairy love in the corner. That's just children's stuff. Yeah. When really there is a lot of I know erections the, in those books. <laughs> the one article you showed me, I don't know if they were a hundred percent right in putting Hunger Games into the fantasy, but yeah. I could see why. Because it is set on Earth. It felt like all of this kind of started happening after Hunger Games got so massive. Mm. And I do wonder if it is just a lot of people being kind of lazy and just like, oh, here's another fantasy-esque thing by another woman author. It's mm. just like, it's YA yeah. too, and probably not taking it too seriously. Yeah. I don't have a real answer for this, but yeah, uh, I don't you know, think here's, a, here's a problem for you guys to think about. Yeah. There you go. Next time you're wandering the shelves at your local library and they have a fantasy section, take mm-hmm. a look at what authors they have, and then go look in their YA section and see what yeah. authors they have. Go to Barnes & Noble and see what their separate sections look like. I mm-hmm. go to Barnes & Noble far too often. So, yeah. there you go. But thank you for indulging my little discussion point that I wanted to raise today. I didn't know where else to talk about this. So I was cool. Like, there you go. We did but, it. All right. Well, on that note, Jen, what do we always say? Rage on! Bye, guys. We'll have the mic fixed next time, I promise. Yeah.